0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Love Talk Radio.
0: You are about to meet a woman who bites and sings for Cirque du Soleil produces and performs in Las Vegas shows, and has created a new music form, Neo Ragtime. It's Music Friday Live. Stay with us. In this
3: net, keep on so I don't
0: From Los Angeles, California, the music capital of the United States, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and this is your show. These bands are here to talk to you, so call us three four seven two one five seventy five eleven or email us. Email your questions and your comments to musicfridaylive at gmail dot com. Well, we're back on the air after being. Um, in limbo for three weeks while we move. Moving uh, moving a radio st- uh, studio and recording studio is a big deal, right? Even though we moved into a building which uh, sounds to me like it's got much, much better uh, acoustics, we've got, we've got our own broadcast booth now. We're not in a, a much larger room, so we've got our own broadcast booth. We've got stuff on the walls, you know, the, to kill the sound. We've got computers all over the place. This is really cool, and I hope it sounds as good to you. As uh, as it has to me, but I've, I've missed being on the air. Believe me, I have missed being on the air. I've missed talking to, to musicians, but I have been talking to musicians, all right? Uh, uh, we were at NAM. I was there as part of the Music Junkie News Team. And oh, for those of you who don't know about NAM, NAM is the National Association of Music Merchandisers Convention and if that sounds kind of arcane imagine 92,000 people in the music industry all together in one convention center five hotels six stages and a lot of other places nam is the largest con- conglomeration of people in the music industry in the world there are so many musicians there and and Big musicians, people—you just, you know—you run into Stevie Wonder and and Dr. John and people like that. They're trying out new guitars and they're playing at these special little booths that are in, in stages that are at many of the uh, the booths. So, NAM was quite interesting, and one of the interesting things I learned at NAM—two interesting things actually. One of them is that the music industry industry is looking for a new model. It ain't working now. I mean, it, the conversations in in the corridors, the workshops, the panels are all on, how do we make money? Now, this is a $17 billion industry. Two years ago, it was $14 billion. Where did the extra $3 billion come from? iTunes and Spotify and the other streaming services who aren't at Nam, interestingly enough, and don't consider themselves really kind of part of the music industry. So everybody's looking for a new model. There were lots of people there with new models. That was the first thing I uh, I, I saw. And, of course, the second thing is what you see all the time is that there's just so much talent out there. From a fan point of view, it is a wonderful world. Well, anyway, we're going to take a break right now to welcome in our affiliates. And when we come back, Desi Dolaro. So don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Hi there. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm host of Music Friday Live, and I'm welcoming all of our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates around the country. And don't forget, if you have questions or comments or you want to say something to our guests, you can call us, 347-215-7511, or you can email us you can email us at music live at gmail.com. And if you know, you're listening to us at work and I know an awful lot of you are, and you've got your headphones on and you're not really paying attention to that PowerPoint that's on the computer screen. You can email your questions. If you're listening to us on a podcast, email them anyway, we will forward them on. If you don't want your email, your return email address on there, let us know because we know a lot of people don't want to get put on mailing lists, but even though it's a good idea to get put on a musician's mailing list. So, don't forget Music Friday Live 3472157511 or Music Friday Live at gmail.com. Well, before we meet our next guest, I wanted to remind all the musicians and fans out there that Music Friday Live is a partner with World Arts, the global music platform that connects artists and fans and brands and industry pros. World Arts offers bands, live performances, I just was at one Wednesday night, video shoots, recording sessions, master songwriting classes, everything you need. Our second guest tonight, or today, is uh, Vanessa Campagna, who rocked out Wednesday night at a World Arts concert. And fans can get new music, see intimate shows, meet their favorite artists, and they're at all the World Arts events. So if you're a band or a fan, or a member of the music industry, you should be part of World Arts. So sign up at www.worldarts.com. It's free. Music Friday is there, and you should be, too. Well, it's almost impossible to find enough superlatives to describe our next guest. Desi Delaro is a singer, a songwriter, a dancer, a choreographer, a showwoman, and a show producer of the highest order. She's the creator of new and addictive, very addictive music form called Neo Ragtime. Everything she does is outsized and outstanding, from costumes to dance numbers to a voice that can rattle windows to blowing away of live audiences with her energy and her talent and her sure joy. Desi Delaro has no peer. And best of all, she's here at Music Friday Live. Desi, welcome to Music Friday Live.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. Wow, that was quite a, an introduction.
0: <laughs> well, as as Henry Kissinger used to say, it has the advantage, the added advantage of being true. So,
2: <laughs> thank you. Well,
0: well, first of all, I have to ask you the really, really, really important question: Did you get your sure. luggage back from American Airlines?
1: Actually, it's on its way. So, if there's a little interruption, it's because they're bringing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> So if so there's you... a momentary silence, that's I'm putting you on mute because they are on their way as we. So I'm really <laughs> grateful because my life is in the, my show costumes are in the in the luggage. So I'm really grateful to get it back.
0: So so that means you've had to exist now for several days without costumes, huh?
1: Well, it's a good thing I'm not performing
0: <laughs> right now because
1: <laughs> I think I'd be in trouble. So yeah.
0: All right. Well, well, we need to explain to our audience, or maybe you should explain to our audience, that costuming is a very important part of your show. Uh, you don't come on stage right. in jeans and tank tops and flip flops like a lot of performers do today. Can you tell us about your show and how costumes fit into it?
1: Well, um, my brand of music that, you know, my partner Ricky Pajot and I have branded the name Neo Ragtime. What it is is. 1930s mixed with today's contemporary sounds. I like to describe it um, if Cab Calloway, Lauryn Hill, Outkast, and Dr. Dre had a baby, this is what it would probably <laughs> sound like, right? So um, for the longest time, I worked really hard on branding myself w- with what I was going to wear because, you know, Cab is somewhat of an alter my alter ego on stage where I was like, how do I make it feminine? How do I take it to the next level and mix it with today and have that blend of old meets new, like the zoot suit look with a, a feminine flair. And um yeah, I came up with you know, the costuming that I usually wear for my shows all the time and um yeah, so that's mm-hmm. that's um pretty much it.
0: Well, I, sh- I should tell our, our younger listeners who may not be familiar with Cab Calloway to, to Google Cab Calloway and look at yeah. some of the. Uh, um, I'm sure there are old videos, or not old videos, but movies that have been made into videos for Cab Calloway. He's from the, the 20s and the 30s, and they should also uh, look at some of your videos, some of which we're gonna we're gonna put up on our page, so you can see the difference. It's uh, it it it's quite extraordinary. And and you talked about the the, the music. <laughs> So, we yes. should, you know, we should give people a little sample of the music. So, let's play a little bit of Say Hep Hep. Well,
2: all right. Now. Yeah. Sure. And if you feel good, let me hear you, say. And if you feeling good, let me hear you, say. And if it's all good, let me hear you, sir. And if it feels good, let me hear you, sir. I'ma send it off in this place you see. They come from ever going to just fight it with me. In your head like a symphony. On the floor, it's a jamboree. Turn up, turn up, Princess, please. Top the belt.
0: Well, that, that's what I meant when I said in the introduction that it is a totally addictive new music form. You managed to honor <laughs> the great ragtime sound, but you bring uh-huh. it into the 21st century. Now, I, I think I know yeah. where ragtime started. It started at the Cotton Club. But where uh-huh. did you start? Where did the inspiration for this all come from?
1: Um, From my, well, my parents were big vinyl collectors, and uh, the music had been you know, passed down through generations, great grandparents, my to my grandparents to my parents. Um, my parents used to have all these really old vinyls that I, th- I think they were um, thirty-three, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. Um, so yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing that I have this record collection on hand. So that's where it's coming from.
0: Is is that your luggage delivery? I hear in the background.
1: It is. Hello. Come on in to the right, please.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is a first on radio. We get to hear <laughs> the delivery of costumes to one of our guests, right? It never happened before. That's what you get on Music Friday Live, right? You need to go open uh, no, the door. It's,
1: it's spontaneous, but, yeah, this is, this is, it's good. It's all good things right now, so I'm, I'm happy. Okay. Anyways, Do you, you need to on. go open I'm the sorry. door or? No, that's
0: fine. Okay, uh, that is just perfectly
1: at, fine.
0: Okay, all right. I'm I, I'm curious about the title of that song. Uh, Say hep hep. Now, as far as I can tell, yes. with my our our uh, our little uh, interns have been able to figure out, hep hep was actually originated by a Swedish singer, uh, Annette Olzone, when she was with a Finnish metal band called Nightwish. Now, do you know yes. of any other anything else that where it might have come from?
1: Well, it's Cab, Cab, from Cab Calloway's um, his dictionary. Hep, because Cab Calloway had a slang dictionary, um, oh. so that's where the term stems from. Um, so yeah, that's where it's coming from, and um, Hep actually means cool. Um, so it's kind of like hip. It's the same thing as hip. They probably changed Hep to hip. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's it's it means cool. It means. Um, Something new and trendy in fashion, music, and all that good stuff. So okay, that's so. where it stems from. The newest things in music and fashion. There's actually a term in the Webster, Merriam-Webster Dictionary that says that. So,
0: okay, yeah. so uh, Ozone uh, borrowed it from Cab Calloway. Uh, now, you're originally from Canada, and you survived a tough I childhood am. and young adulthood, uh, and music helped mm-hmm. you survive it. Now, I understand that mm-hmm. that you're Cuban, Brazilian, Italian, but your parents uh-huh. didn't, didn't play any of that music. They played jazz and blues, and for you,
1: well, they did. No, I grew up with all of it. I grew up with Southside. Grew up with Bossa. Grew up actually. Our, our last project, me and Ricky Paschal's last, uh, well, not last project. Actually, this was a project 2004. One of our first EPs called "The Study of a Woman's Soul." Um, that EP was very influenced by all the Latin grooves, so it was like a, a solo Latin mesh. Um, but I, you know, I grew up with, I'm, you know, I was very blessed in my house because I grew up with so many different influences and musical genres, and um, so it was rich. It was rich in in sounds and all this all this uh yeah, all this combination okay. of different musics uh going on, and i grew you know i' I'm, I'm a a church child, so there's a gospel influence as well there's a whole lot going on in in, <laughs> in my background,
0: <laughs> and it all comes out on stage now uh mm-hmm. now you mentioned you mentioned the this the e p a study of a woman's soul now that has a very mm-hmm. strong uh, message in it of women's strength. Um, I don't have mm-hmm. any of the songs uh, from that album to play here, so people should go look it up online and get themselves a, a copy of it. But can you tell us about right. it? Why did you? Why was that your first EP? What was going on in your life that generated that message?
1: Um. Well, I just moved back to Montreal. I uh, fell in love. Um, Happy times. It was summertime. So the, the the whole gist of that album was very happy. Was very like you know Ricky's Haitian. Um, you know we started immediately working together um, when we met and connected because we're also a couple. Not only are we a musical writing team, but we're a couple. So it you know I just we just let things flow the way they flow. And um, because it was part of my influence at that time, that's what I felt like doing. Um, This, You know, what we're doing now is actually something that I've always wanted to do, and my mom kept pushing for me to do the jazz and the jazz and the ragtime and huge influence and Cav and Duke and all the, you know, you should somehow... Morph it into something that's new and hit for your generation. I was like, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not there yet. I wasn't there yet. Ricky and I weren't there yet. And it, you know, it just came about a few years ago where we were like, it it just happened. One day we were writing music and he was playing something classical and it just happened.
0: Well, I'm glad it did. Now, something else that, (laughs) that, just happened that you don't hear, that I don't hear from very many of my guests, is that you wound up in Florida with Cirque du Soleil. Um, what did you do for them? I don't recall seeing you descending from the ceiling at, at any point, or maybe I just didn't know it was you.
1: Yeah, I I, um, I used to work for La Nuba, uh, a show based in Orlando, Florida. Um, I got hired as a singer to improv. Uh, initially they were looking for a hip hop singer and I was like, mm, I don't rap. I can't I do rap but it's not my forte. <laughs> um, so I got hired for Cirque to be the lead singer in La Nuba and uh yeah. So that was my wow. beginning with Cirque du Soleil.
0: Wow, that must have been quite an experience. Right?
1: Yeah, it was a great experience. It was, uh, you know, my first creation with them from start to finish. I stayed for two years and then moved back to Montreal oh. and worked on my project. And then uh, Ricky Pajot and I went on tour with another Cirque du Soleil show called Delirium,
2: which, was <laughs> which I more saw. Actually.
1: Yeah, it was an arena, it was Cirque's first attempt at rock and roll arena-type show, and that one I was suspended 75 feet in the air in a big dress. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so so great experience. I I really took a lot from those experiences and put it towards what we are doing with our music now.
0: Darn, so so that was you I I saw suspended from the ceiling. Well, It was. Yep. Let, let, let's get back to music here. Um, way back to the 30s and the 40s. Uh, this is, um, go ahead.
2: When a from a
0: top, now as I mentioned for our, our younger listeners um that song is reminiscent of the great cab Calloway, but you've updated it mm-hmm. um yes. how do you how do you how do you use that song in your state shows
1: go handy is um is actually it is great because we got the we got the rights and permission to use the sample from Sony. We worked really hard. Um, and, um, yeah, we worked really hard getting the sample for that. It was, it's was it been a few years in motion. So, um, yeah, we actually got the show intro, which is, I'm not going to give it up because I want people to come see the show.
3: Okay. <laughs> uh, so do I. But if they <laughs> go
1: on. If they go online, they're going to see a lot of snippets from it. Um, that's the actual show opener, Go Ahead, D. And uh, we, you know, it's me and the two dancers, Anisha and Asada, that are usually with me. We do this little ditty at the top of the show, and um, it's really, yeah, it's great, because yeah. people are like, they don't know what to expect, and then they hear Cab's voice, and we start with Cab's voice, and it goes into this hip-hop, heavy hip-hop groove, and
0: that's, yeah. it's, it's brilliant. It's all I can say is it's brilliant. Yeah. We're talking <laughs> with you. Desi DeLaro about her, uh, her EP, her fabulous day show, mm-hmm. her diverse talents, and her career. And you can talk with her, too. You can call us at 347-215-7511. Or you can email us at musicfridaylive at com. We have a ton of emails, so I'm going to just turn right now to some of these emails. And sure enough, <laughs> I knew we were going to get this. Ishmael mm-hmm. in uh, Austin wants to know, when you were hanging from the ceiling, were you scared?
1: I was little um, when I first started because I was afraid of heights. Um, so because I've never been suspended that high before, it was, it, it freaked me out. It really did. But um, the great thing is that they put me in a harness and had me practice at different levels till the very top and the highest point. Um but yeah, it's 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 quite scary when you're looking down and in an I arena look and down. see like yeah, and you're looking right across and the top part of the arena is right in front of you. So yeah, I was
0: scared. Um, Bilal, uh, Bilal in Miami wants to know if you've met Madonna.
1: Um, I have. Uh, Ricky Paggio works with Madonna. That's my partner. Um, I have met Madonna briefly uh, a few years ago in Brazil, I believe. Oh,
0: yeah, okay, I have. All right. Uh, Franklin in Miami says, we would love to see you again in Miami. Can you set up a regular set, maybe a, uh, a residency here for a while?
1: Oh, Franklin, I would love to. <laughs> yeah, we would love to come to Miami. Um, we were supposed to have a show in Miami while um, Ricky Paggio was there with the Rebel Hard Tour, Madonna's Rebel Hard Tour, Um, but it was too last minute. I need time to promo and do all that good stuff, but we would love to come to Miami, and if anybody's listening out there, we have a lot of new stuff coming, Um, name change being one of it, so Desi DeLauro will still be Desi DeLauro, but... Because it's a, a, you know, this project has been ongoing that Ricky, Pagno, and I have been working together, solely working together. It's our baby. It's our project. It's our music. So we're, you know, we're becoming a a, a, a duo now.
2: so oh, okay. Yeah. You heard it yeah, here. Yeah, so that's... Music-
1: yeah, you heard it here first on, on right. Music Friday. So, huh? yeah. But so we got okay. the name already. Maybe I'll... I'll set you up for a a later question for that.
0: So, yeah. (laughs) So, somebody in
1: Miami, bring us out there. We're ready. we got a killing show to bring to Miami.
0: All right. Well, closer to home, we've got a bunch of emails here from L.A., and one of them is from uh, Remy in Los Angeles. And Remy wants to know Mm -hmm. if you've ever played at the Edison. It seems to be your kind of place.
1: We have, several times. Um, The Edison, we love the Edison. (laughs) Hi, Barbara, if you're listening at the Edison. Um, yeah, the Edison is, is, you know, perfect for us. Uh, it's one of for, our for, favorite places to play in L.A. It's a great spot. We Yeah, we play there very often.
0: For uh, our, our listeners around the country who uh, would like to know more about this, the Edison is actually... Um, the old Edison electric power generating station in downtown Los uh-huh. Angeles that has been converted into a 1920 speakeasy, a very large 1920 speakeasy with at least two stages. And, and the generators are still there. You can, you can sit in one right. of the dining rooms and, and look at the generators and, the, and the, the tunnels underneath the city are still there. They've got glass them so you can look down the tunnels. But, but one of the nice things about the Edison is there's a dress code. The women have to mm-hmm. wear dresses, men have to wear shirts and jackets. I mean, it, it's really classy. It also, like any speakeasy, there's no sign. There's a little door sure off the an alley. Yep. And you, ha- you mm-hmm. have to know where it is. And, of course, as you walk by, there's a huge line of people who all know where it is. But the Edison is definitely your kind of place. Um, Renee oh, yeah. in, in Hollywood wants to know if you have any plans uh, for more shows.
1: We do Um, right now. I am in writing mode, so I'm you know taking the time to um, start writing, and Ricky Pazos as well because he's on tour with Madonna. Um, So we're gonna be doing long distance writing, Um, (laughs) and we're gearing up because of the name change and stuff. Right now, we gotta you know put we're, we're. putting our thinking caps together and we're coming up with some new stuff, new ideas, um, you know, same branding, but a little bit different because it's Ricky and I, not so much me up front. It's both of us. Um, so yeah, so we're, 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 you know, the minute I get some news and if I am performing anytime soon, you will, you guys will be the first to know. Keep checking my social media feeds, um, yeah, keep checking okay. that. See the Laurel and Lennox Ave, because that is the name of um. That's that's the new name.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, there it is. Yeah. You, that's a news flash yeah. right here on Music uh, yeah. Friday Live. Well, we mm-hmm. are we're getting a little tight on time, but there's one more song I want to play. Uh, this is uh, one of your pure ragtime songs. This is uh, Why You Raggin'. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great example of uh, well I th- I think is a great example of uh, neo ragtime that and, your, and another song you have on the album called Cheater, but um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah that's, that's
1: actually from this is neo ragtime our our previous albums um, say hep hep is all the other songs that you heard today are on say hep hep the EP.
0: Well, tell people where they can get your music.
1: Um, you can get it on iTunes and all music, um, most of the music, um, digital music websites. You can get it at CD Baby if you guys want a physical copy. Like, I I love physical copies of CDs. You can find it at CD Baby. Um, otherwise, pretty much online, everywhere.
0: Desi DeLaurel, um yeah. com. And I just want to remind everybody that you have a newsletter. Folks could sign up I for do. your newsletter. I do. You
1: can sign up. Yes. Sign up for my yeah. newsletter. Um, if you go to my Facebook page, it may, I make it very easy. There's a sign-up button. So you just sign up, and it takes you directly to my um, website. Right now, the website's under construction because, like I said, we're rebranding. So, um, yeah, but still sign up because that will be the um, the same address, the same ID. So please okay. go ahead and sign up and keep up right, with well. what we're doing.
0: Well, I want to thank you. Well, first of all, I want to to say congratulations on getting your luggage back, right?
2: Thank you so much. (laughs) And
0: uh, I I want to say uh, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. You are so much fun both on stage and uh, on on the phone that uh, we're going to have to do this again. And when you're ready with your new show, please let us know. We'll have you back on the show, and we'll get everybody out to come see you. Thank you so much for taking the time.
1: Absolutely. Well, we got videos coming out, so so everybody out there listening today, thank you for taking the time. Thank you, Patrick, and please check out the videos and new stuff coming out. Um, we, so stay tuned. We got some goodies okay. for you.
0: Okay, we have to take a break right now. When we return, Vanessa Campagna, fresh from her World Arts concert Wednesday. Now, don't go away. You're not going to want to miss this.
2: WorldArts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music.
0: We're back at Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Hepernan, and of course, we would like to hear from you. You can call us 347 215 7511, or you can email us at musicfridaylive at com. Well, I want to talk a little bit about our sponsor, Solar City. Solar power is a huge win win for homeowners, but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because, you know, there's upfront costs. Well, with Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront costs on approved credit. That's right. Solar City will come out. They'll install a solar system on your home for free. You only pay for the power you use. You know, just like from the utility company, but you pay for a lot less power because the sun's making it for you. Solar City pays for the system. It insures the system. It maintains the system. All you have to do is sit back and enjoy the savings. So, if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't quite been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. So how do you find out about solar power for your home? Well, I'm going to give you a phone number. You knew I was going to do that, so you have your pen and pencil ready. The phone number is 909-618-6937. 909-618-6937. Tell them you heard about it from me, from Patrick O'Heffernan, from Music Friday Live. They'll give you a discount on your order. That's 909-618-6937. Well, Vanessa Campagna has sung with symphonies. She has shared the stage with Reba McIntyre and Blake Shelton and Loretta Lynn. She can and does belt pop and rock with the best of them. She's been on Star Search. She's written music for an Oscar-winning film and has herself been the subject of a documentary. And that's only the beginning of a career of a woman who the press has called a vocal powerhouse, a precociously gifted entertainer, and a singer reminiscent of a young Celine Dion well I can attest to every single one of those adjectives I saw her live Wednesday night at an exclusive world arts concert and I could feel the electricity flowing from her every move now I'm going to post the video from the concert on music Friday lives blog but right now even better she's here with us Vanessa welcome to music Friday live it's so great to talk with you again
4: hey it's so great to talk with you thank you again for coming to the show the other night
0: well, of course, I wouldn't have missed it for anything. Uh, you're a little faint. Can we have a, just a little more projection in your voice?
4: Yes. How's this better?
0: <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, All right. Now, I, there we you're go. You're back home now. You're back home in Nashville. I am. Now, I, I understand that a few people write songs in Nashville. Is that what you're doing now?
4: Yes. So I'm actually from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and, um, and I moved to Nashville, a year ago, and, you know, I actually, I got a publishing deal right out of high school, so I was flying back and forth um, for about, you know, for that whole period to uh, to write songs, and then I finally was like, you know what, I need, I just need to move here, and I love it in Nashville, so I moved here, and that's what I'm doing, I'm writing songs for myself as well as other artists, and uh, I'm recording all the time and, and making new music, so, That's what I'm doing here in Tennessee.
0: (laughs) Sounds like fun. All right. Now, but let me ask you, uh, how did World Arts in Los Angeles find you? Because I know they only showcase the best talent. Uh, Do they have spies in Nashville?
4: Well, you see how this happened was um, I started working with Desmond Child. And for those of you that don't know who that is, he wrote uh, Living on a Prayer and Living the Vida Loca for Ricky Martin. He wrote, you know, um, You Give Love a Bad Name, Bon Jovi uh all of the kiss records all of the all of the aerosmith records um some katy perry stuff the new z single beautiful now i mean he's he's really on top of things and he lives here in nashville and we got introduced um through a mutual friend and desmond was like well i want to work with you so he just started you know picking out shows for me to sing at and one of them uh was the latin songwriters hall of fame awards so the shortened version is the Musa Awards in Miami. And World Arts was a sponsor for that. Mm-hmm. And so um I became a world arts artist through that show. That's where I met Jason Juan and Larry and um and they were like, you know, we we just we really want to work with you, you know, this is really cool and they explained to me all about world arts, which is something that's absolutely amazing because World Arts is a free platform for artists. And musicians to showcase their talents, and you know they as totally you know, support artists. I'm sorry, go as ahead. As you
0: know, they're are they're, they're one of our partners, and uh, of course we we promote them wherever possible. Um, right now, in the introduction, uh, I listed some of your accomplishments: classical singer, country, western, pop music, big, big stage, rock. It's not easy to cross some of those lines, you know, except for country and rock, which are essentially the same thing now. But moving from singing at symphonies to singing to music you can dance to, was that difficult or does it sort of just come naturally for you?
4: You know, I've been very blessed and very lucky to, and I, you know, I can say that it is not, it's not hard for me to cross over. And I don't know why, I guess just because I've been singing since I was five years old and I'm 22 now. And so it's just like, you know, singing is my life. It's second nature, you know? And um so you know I started in the whole country doing the country thing when I was younger and then I started touring so it was it was kind of all intertwined so I would do like a country show on Friday night and then Saturday night I was with the symphony (laughs) and then Sunday I was singing oldies like Connie Francis and Doris Day so it's all intertwined and and I I don't I don't know why it's so easy but (laughs) but I guess it's just because I love all kinds of different music and and if I can relate to it, then, you know, I can put everything that I have into it, you know? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it makes sense. It also gives you a great band <laughs> base, too. All uh, right, yes. well, let, 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 very, let's hear a, uh, a little bit of that uh, that country magic. This is uh, Love Knows Best.
3: Was not day just like any other, doing my thing, living my life. Everything was going just the way I played. Then just like that, out of nowhere There you were, blowing my mind
0: Not only does that song have a country arrangement, but um, you seem to have acquired um, a little bit of a southern accent when you you sing it. Does that come from living in Nashville, or um, where does it come from?
4: You know, I've always had a little twang in my singing voice, and I think that's just because, you know, growing up, my dad was always playing country music, so um, I kind of acquired that. But I will say that it's, become a lot more prominent since I've moved here, because I'm around everybody that talks like that. They all have a Southern <laughs> twang, and I kind of just pick it up easily. Like, my friends will be like, oh, no, did you hear how you just said that word? You're so Southern now.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I can imagine easy that as so, because um, at, at one point, you were singing uh, classically under the direction of the renowned composer, director, and conductor, the late Marvin Hamlish. And now you're writing songs in Nashville, so I, I can understand why your friends uh have asked, <laughs> asked that question, all right. Um, do you ever take out your classical music and give it a try again?
4: I do, actually. I perform um a lot with the symphonies. I was just I just did um the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra's Christmas Pops concert. So I went home to Pittsburgh for that, um, this last December and I performed on that show and um and I did I did a tribute to Marvin Hamlish um a couple years ago and when he passed and uh about two years ago I did the Christmas show again in um in Pittsburgh. So and and the Miami thing, the Latin Music Awards, that was the Miami Symphony Orchestra. So <laughs> I still I still am very involved in the whole classical um side of things. And it actually being around that so much growing up has really, um, you can really hear that in the music that I'm making now and in the songs that I'm writing and in, you know, the just the music and the composition of it. You can hear big string sections, you know, and almost um, very cinematic sounds due Which to of growing also, up in this.
0: Uh, it also accounts for uh, all those pictures of you in, in the fabulous gowns, too, I imagine. Um uh- <laughs> right. <laughs> We are we are talking with uh, Vanessa Campagna. You can uh, we're talking about her songs, her recent Los Angeles concert, and her career in many different music forms. You can talk with her too. You can call us at three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail dot com. And some of you already are. But uh, before before we go to the emails, um, I I want to just give our our audience. Uh, an example of how you can uh, really belt pop and rock for the best of them. And I think this is it. This is What's It Gonna Take.
3: I should move on Every day I'm trying to These nights don't so long don't know what I'm gonna do
0: Well, that's a great up-to-date modern pop rock song, and although there's a little bit of country in there, uh, if you listen close, now, did you write that song?
4: I did. I wrote it with two friends of mine, um, and I actually sang that at the showcase um, in in L.A., the World Arts Showcase. I wrote it with uh, Derek George and Chuck Jones, and they're both big Nashville songwriters, Um Derek wrote "Drink to That All Night" for Jared Neiman. If we have any country fans listening, and um, Chuck has written we for do. Reba McIntyre. We do. Okay, well that's great. Chuck has written for Reba McIntyre, Jayco, and you know just some of the greats. So I was very honored to to be able to write with them, and I love that song. That was actually the first song I had ever written with those two people, and now I write with them constantly. So oh, you do. <laughs> that was a great our, job. Product of our first. Thank you. Uh,
0: something that comes through dramatically in your live show is the way you connect with audiences. You you talk with them. You you talk with them naturally, directly, and personally. Is that just you, or have you studied stage presence over the years and perfected that?
4: Well, um, I'm just I'm very comfortable on stage. And honestly, if there were five people in the audience, I would probably be nervous. But when there's like 300. I'm fine. Um, I've performed in front of, you know, twenty to 30,000 people before, and it's just I get so excited to be out there that I, I don't have any nerves. You know, it's just, like I said, it's just something that comes very natural to me, and, you know, from a young age, I've been performing on stages, and one of the one of the guys that I worked with when I was younger was Walt Maddox, and he was one of the original members of the Marcells who had Blue Moon and you know, all of those great songs. And he was an unbelievable live performer. And so I watched him and I studied him. And, you know, he always said to me, you know, you can be a great singer, but the key is to be an amazing performer because that's even more captivating because you can literally, you can really reach people, you know, and, and be on a one-on-one level with them. And so I remember that and I took that into consideration for every single show. And so I think that that's a huge thing that has made me who I am today as a performer.
0: Well, you certainly do. Uh, I, and maybe this, uh, like you said, this is your style, but but you take over the whole stage. You, you're not a big person, <laughs> but you're a big entertainer. Your gestures thank are you. large. Your movements are large. Your energy is large. You, you're not the girl with the guitar frozen in front of the microphone. If anything, the microphone has to chase around to keep up with you. So, <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you. you. You you pull that off very well. Uh, now, Nashville has a reputation as a songwriting factory, um, and I've had mm-hmm. another successful Canadian singer-songwriter on the show who spent a couple of years in Nashville, and she she says that she learned songwriting in Nashville, but she learned music in L.A. Now, is mm-hmm. there a template that... For writing songs that you learn in Nashville or is that two years ago and it, that that comment's out of date now?
4: Well no, I think it's different for each artist. Um I mean, you know, I I started writing songs when I was eleven and I didn't really think about it. I was just like it was just like, Okay, you know, I'm gonna write these little songs in my bedroom and they're probably not gonna mean anything because being a singer was first for me and it still is. But then I had a showcase in Nashville and there were some people there that that um loved the songs that I had written, you know, and they were like, we'd like to offer you a publishing deal. And so through that publishing deal, I wrote with, you know, bigger artists and bigger writers and people that were way, 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 way more seasoned than I was. And I learned the craft, you know, a lot, a lot better. And so since then I've just been, I've been learning it. And every single, every single co-write that I have, is a new learning experience for me because everybody does it differently. So for me, you know, I've learned a ton about music here in Nashville, but I've also learned a ton about, you know, songwriting as well. So, like I said, I, I think it's just different for each artist.
0: Well, I, I promised I would get to the emails, and I'm going to. And there's a lot of questions here about songwriting for you. So um, why don't we uh, we go to Michael in Bakersfield, who wants to know. Okay. What's the difference between writing songs for yourself and writing songs for others?
4: Hi Michael. Um I would have to say the main well the main difference is, you know, what kind of music you're writing. So for me, I'm going to write more of a more of a pop sounding um cinematic kind of song, you know. So sometimes the lyrics are A little bit more simple. Sometimes you know, sometimes they're more diverse. Sometimes they're you know more extreme. But then, if I'm writing for a country artist, you know, you have to write to fit that genre. So it's really just like, for instance, I had I was a part of a songwriting camp for DJ Hardwell, and so all of that is very um, EDM techno kind of sounds. And there, I only had to write a chorus, a verse, and a pre-chorus. So that's very different because in country you have to write the whole song. You have to write the whole story out and you have to really explain it step by step, um, to create that story. But with pop, sometimes the words don't even have to necessarily make sense and let, you know, they just have to sound really cool. So, and how you say them. So it's just, it's different for each genre.
0: We have uh, another question about songwriting here. Uh, and that is, uh, Patrick said that country and rock have essentially become the same thing. First of all, do you agree? And secondly, do you write differently for country and for rock?
4: Um, Well, I I do agree. I think they have essentially become the same thing. I think over the years, country, pop, and rock have kind of morphed into one, and even we have some hip-hop now in country. And a lot of people like that, and a lot of people think that it's, you know, it's going against everything that country has ever been. But, um, you know, I just think it's, it's if you like it, you know, you like it. And writing, writing country and writing pop, I guess to answer your question, it has pretty much become the same thing. And for me, and this is going to sound really bad, but I'm 22, so I didn't grow up in the whole, you know, Waylon Jennings, era you know johnny cash era so i really only know what's happening right now so for me morphing <laughs> it together is kind of easy
0: <laughs> i know that probably
4: sounds bad but
0: <laughs> no no not at all not, not, not at all and you make an interesting point uh that hip-hop and and i guess rap too because they're they're very related there and country or is now entering country and i've often said and i've had Arguments and I've also had agreements from country uh, singers who have had on the show that both tell human stories, that they're both very similar in that. They tell stories of different parts of the country and different people, but essentially they're both storytelling forms, and I don't know what you think of that. I agree
4: with you. I I totally agree. They're just in a different – it's a different sound, you know? So they're telling the the stories, but it's, you know, countries with a – with um, you know, a banjo or a steel guitar, and hip hop is you know with a a beat and you know all of that stuff. So it's but you're right, you're totally right.
0: <laughs> all right, okay, good. I can cross that up on the positive side. Well, we, we should uh, tell some some. We should let the music tell some stories now. This is um, an earlier song from your EP uh, that I think strikes a deep chord in, in people's hearts. At least does in my heart. Let's listen to. How Was I to Know?
3: Well, I picked up when the phone rang today It wasn't what I expected you to say No, hello baby No, honey, how are you? Just the I need some space cut me somewhere
0: wherever you you want to put that song on the songwriting map or template or wherever from template to freeform, like I said, it strikes a deep chord in in any listener's heart. The the hook in that song is addictive. The sentiment is familiar, and yet it's very personal. Your delivery, of course, is stunning. How did that song come about, and and how, how do you describe it in terms of your own development?
4: Well, it's actually funny that you ask because that is the only song that I did not write on that EP. But <laughs> but I have a funny story about it. So, I need to
0: read the lighter notes better. <laughs>
4: okay, it's okay. But I'll tell you how it came about because <laughs> it's very personal. So a, a good friend of mine, Anthony Rankin, who is also a musician here in Nashville, um, he, he wrote that song about his then ex-girlfriend, who is actually my best friend. So... Um, he wrote that song. He was just, you know, they had broken up, and he was totally in this place of, like, I just, you know, how was I to know that you, I was planning my life with you, and you were planning to walk away. You know, it was, he was so heartbroken, and um, and that was something that was just kind of crazy about it. And I remember my best friend saying, um, I remember him playing that song for me, you know, after we had started talking again after the breakup. And I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, like, that's such a deep song. And how did I, you know, I brought those emotions out in him. And then I told her that I was going to record it on my album. And she's like, well, I wouldn't want anybody else to sing it except for you. (laughs) So that makes me feel better.
0: (laughs) I'll (laughs) say. Well, it's a great song. Uh, But I I that
4: it's a relatable topic. I think a lot of people can relate to to heartbreak and stuff like that, and music is therapy um that's how I look at it at least
0: well i abs- i agree with everything you just said and it uh and like i said it's very it's both global and personal now you mentioned that your connection with um uh world arts came through a uh Latin music award uh show. Are you bilingual
4: i am not I'm trying to be i'm actually I'm Italian, so I I know a little bit of Italian and I um and I've you know, learned a little bit of Spanish. However, I do sing in both languages. Um I just have to learn the song I learn the songs in those languages, but I don't speak them yet. So I'm I'm learning in the process.
0: Okay. Well next time you come to LA I want to introduce you to Mitre, who's a big star uh in Italy from Mexico. Ooh. Now living in Los Angeles, right? <laughs> wow. who's uh, uh, one of B, one of BMI's uh, uh, stars, and I think he's with Capitol Records now too. But uh, I think you you two might have a lot to, uh, in common. I just saw him last night at uh, uh, Los Globos, uh, and he sings in both Italian, Spanish, a, a, and English too. Um,
4: cool. I'd love to meet him.
0: Uh, well next time you're in LA which brings me to the emails uh we're getting more emails on you and Roger in LA wants to know when are you coming back so the rest of us can see you live
4: <laughs> I don't even I don't know I hope soon I was talking to everybody at World Arts and they said um that they definitely want to make the showcase thing a really a really big thing for World Arts and hopefully happening you know monthly so i'm hoping to be back in LA sometime within the next few months and if I have a show, um, then I will definitely post it all over my socials, which you know, I have Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and I have my website as well and it's all just Vanessa Campania. So um you can actually find me on the world arts um on the world arts website and world arts is a lot e- easier to spell than Campania. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to go there. You can check me out on there and and find me from there. But I'll post everything that I'm doing on there, and I really hope to meet all of you when I come back to L.A.
0: Well, when you, when you do uh, set up a date anywhere in Los Angeles, and we can talk offline because I know a lot of places there. So I'm out three nights a week at clubs in L.A. Uh, let us know, and we'll promote will. it here on um, on on the radio and through our our. Our, our twitter stream and and all of the various social media platforms that we have here too now we're just about okay. out of time but there's there, there's a couple more questions and one of I my I, if you can answer it briefly was this is from slim in los angeles uh slim wants to know was success so early good or bad for you
4: that's a very interesting question um i honestly think I think it was for the better for me. You know, I grew up really, really fast being in the public eye, and but I don't feel like I've missed anything in my life. You know, you hear a lot of stories about, you know, kids that have become successful early that, you know, they, they didn't really enjoy their life, they didn't have a childhood, but my parents did a really good job of, you know, balancing that out for me and letting me have a life and having my high school life and all of that stuff. And honestly, success from an early age has... um it's made me, it's made me who I am today, and it, I've learned so much through it, and I've met so many amazing people that are, you know, have put me where I am. So I think, I think overall, it was a really, a really good thing.
0: Well, from my point of view, it was a really good thing. But unfortunately, the clock is saying that that the bad thing that we've been talking so much because we're just about out of time. All right, <laughs> uh, and I'm not going to. i I'm, I have one more song of yours here uh, to to play, and we'll play it as as we go out and lock my heart. But right now, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us uh, t- today. We really enjoyed it, and I look so forward to seeing you again live.
4: Thank you. It was so great talking to you and so wonderful meeting you. Thank you for having me on.
0: Now, remind everybody where they can get your your uh, your music.
4: You can get my music on iTunes, on cdbaby.com. dot com, and uh, I always put little sneak peeks on my Instagram, my Facebook, and my Twitter. So you can go to all of those things and, and like my pages. And I'm on there all the time. So I'd love to meet you and talk to you. Um, so please get in contact.
0: Okay, all right. So there's another example of how she personally connects with audiences. <laughs> Vanessa Campagna, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen, our program director is Jason Bartlebin, our intern is Angeline Sorano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com, Music Friday, or if you want it immediately, you can go to iTunes. Oh, actually, Blog Talk Radio is probably faster. Uh, we're off next Friday, but we're back Friday, uh, February 29th, with John the Gun and even Taylor Jones. So check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we'll give you updates on those guests Check the Music Friday blog for video and audio from the Vanessa Campagna uh, concert at uh, World Arts. She's really something. Uh, And don't forget, if you need your Music Friday live fix next week, you can download any show from the past four years as a podcast and carry it with you on iTunes or at blogtalkradio.com Music Friday. That's it for now. We're going to go out with Unlock My Heart. Have a great musical weekend.